Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. You have to say what you're afraid of. If you don't say what you're afraid of, women would never trust us men. And with that said, welcome back to an all-new The Giant Contraband Robot Podcast. No, Christian. Christian, you do not have to worry about everything we talked about before. My dark past will stay in the past. You have a knack for starting these things off in just a like the fucking best way. Sometimes, at least from my perspective, <laughs> I know I, I I do this a lot. Um, if you listen to the Art Talks podcast, everyone, I do this with people. I talk with them for a good thirty minutes, get them like like loose, not drug use loose. But loose to get themselves comfortable because not everybody's comfortable being recorded talking. Right, you got to have a conversation that leads into it. Yep, and then on top of that, people always want and something we I think everyone should do and practice more. Think before they speak. Even though oh, yeah. on this podcast we, we tend to really not think before we speak. For the most part, <laughs> the Rory Rosario Dawson situation, uh, not situations. My infatuation with Rosario Dawson. Yes, it's quite apparent. My uh, hoeing myself out for Pornhub. Again, we we is both hoes for the hood. <laughs> um, Pollo Campero, which they recently had a Fourth of July family pack. No, I didn't have any. I had Taco Bell. I know I should not have Taco Bell because they support Trump. Yeah, I, that, it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of fast food places apparently that I really need to stop going to now. You know the one that hurts the most, man. In and out. In and out. Oh I, God. I, I never cared for In and Out, so that's that's all you. I've grown up with In and Out, man. And I'm just like, damn. Like I never thought I'd ever have something that makes me legitimately consider not having In and Out it anymore. I, and here it is. I think every Californian, well, me included, who grew up with, they would be the ones to be like, not In and Out. Yes, it's your favorite burger chain who came out to be pseudo... Well, they also are fronted by a Christian group, so it's not surprising they would support Trump. So, and they yeah, also, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah, but like I said, we did not record... I'm not recording... Um, people, to give them the ease of, ease of mind... I will, we'll talk for a few minutes where I fear the conversation is steering to what we're going to we're gonna talk about. That's when I hit the record button. And then that's when the sudden realization that comes in like, holy shit, we're recording. And then I think um, Jackie, she was the only one like this. She, I was like, yeah, I edited out what, we talk, what, what the recording picked up. Yeah. I edit that out and I just edit to the point where I said, welcome to. <laughs> Because you want them, you you anyone who you're interviewing. Now I think with, if we ever get to that point where we get to interview actors and actresses, right? That, that would be kind of hard because you're on a time limit, right? Because they already got like twenty, maybe twenty other um, reporters they have to be interviewed by, right? So that will be kind of tricky. But something like this and what I've already been doing with artist talk, you can chill for like a good 30 minutes to an hour before I get like going into the conversation at hand yeah and also it builds that trust well I already have <laughs> trust built with the um the ladies of the, of the artist talk series that I've done with minus right. they already built the trust with me to like alright they can I can be I can interview them 
Yeah, you're going to have a casual interview. Yeah. Um, but also, I can ask them, like, I did, like, if I'm interviewing anybody, I always ask, um, I give them the list of questions I'm going to ask, and I tell them, like, if there's something I hear you say, I may, in my, like, instinctively in my head, change the question I had and focus on what you're talking about. So, like, the common theme with every single artist, and something with um, that I asked Santos as well, and it's, I don't, at first I thought it was a, a, a Latin thing where mm-hmm. they don't want their children being artists, but it's also black because that's where, because it's I, a, it's my, a, it's a, it's like a, like a more, more than anything, unfortunately, it's like a wealth situation. Yeah. It's Versus old. like in general, like older, older generations would like to say don't or encourage their kids to not be like artists and stuff because, you know, for the, for the most part, other jobs do make more steady income specifically it's not to say that artists don't obviously they do but it, and there's ways of doing uh, being very successful with your art it's just not the thing that is associated with like older generations and how they think that was gonna i was gonna get to that point because um yeah it was um it, that's what i learned it was like it's no longer a racial thing because it depends, and by this point, it depends on the family. Um, yeah. Devin Suno, his parents are artists. His father works for the African American Museum, uh, Museum of Art. Mm-hmm. Um, his mother is also an artist. So, and artistry is in his family, as and within the Asian community of his family, it's yeah. art is ingrained in that family already. Mm-hmm. Says for someone, I have there's a student, um, an Asian student. I think. Did they graduate? This sem- I don't know if they graduated this semester. We did try. I tried to get her on the artist talk, but I'm, it's gonna probably be like way, way, way later. Mm-hmm. Her family, just like off, just she was hearing the conversation of the artist talk, and I had to edit her out because when you're doing an artist talk on the college campus, you tend to get interrupted by other people. Right. But she even agreed that. But it was her family because her father is in construction. I'm doing very well in construction, and her mother is um, is in the medical field, and she mm-hmm. says it's always that stereotype for Asian people is either medical, lawyer, real estate, or um, something that that deals with um, that will bring you profit. Yeah, something that is normally like considered a like um, white collar job. Yeah, or teaching. It was like if it's teaching, it's fine. Yeah, but when you go to black, but on a on a professional, well, not a professional, but like on a college level, is generally where they would be wanting names and stuff. And then the one thing that that links every race together in terms of parents not wanting their children to be artists, oh, what you gonna do? Work for Disney? Like, not every motherfucker. I'm like, I remember there was one part of the podcast I was about to snap. Going like, not I did I actually no no. I was I was gonna snap. See, this is why I don't I'll do outbursts. I can do outbursts here, but now I'm the artist talk. I love how you're deciding whether or not you want to snap, as if it's like you're literally making a snap decision. I know, <laughs> um, because that is that is always what you hear from other people's mouth. Oh, you want to work for Disney? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what the fuck, motherfucker? Disney's not the only thing that's out there. Right. Cartoon Network has a program for students who are artists who wants to go into animation. Nickelodeon has a program. Um, 
fucking gaming studio. You can, if you're an artist doing storyboarding, you can work in the gaming within the gaming industry. When you're an artist, you know what industry you can work for. Yeah. And it's not always tied to just cartoons. There's an artist who works for GMC, the car manufacturer, not the. Um, yeah, they need designers. Like, how do you think that stuff gets made? You know, like. You ask an engineer to build a car, they're going to build you a functional car, but you want to ask like an artist or some sort of designer to be able to like make it something that people would want to drive or yeah. to you know, be seen driving in or something, you know? Yeah, that's why I'm more envious of engineers who are also artists because we all know, and if y'all don't know, now you'll know, I'm horrible at math and science. But do you, if you have an engineer that is an artist, you have a triple threat right there. They can do yeah. anything in any field. That is a triple. Th I always like Carol. She can. She's probably lost that skill, but you give her like if I was the teacher, or hell, Humana Sarno, who I who I who's one of, she's one of my favorite instructors that I had so far. Um, mm -hmm. If you put Carol in an art class, you give her a year. No, I'll say six months. She'll get back into the swing of things. Nice. I I can legit confirm that with Carol. She has she has that skill, um, to do um to do art. Um, Jenny, who is good, um, she's primarily good with English. She she knows her colors. Yeah. You give Jenny time with a good instructor, she and a lot of coffee, and a lot of coffee. <laughs> She'll be a terrific painter, sketch artist. Same with you. If given the time and that major focus, yes, you're going to be diminishing your focus on your natural focus on technology, Jenny, with um, English. But Carol's the only one I've noticed. She can balance art and science at the same time. Hell, there was a student we had uh, two semesters ago before I graduated. Engineering, medical science, bioengineering and she took um art as a minor wow so she was technically doing three majors and one minor jesus but all her sculptures were done mathematically damn her that's pretty crazy her paintings were done um she said the only thing she said she'd done without having to apply math or physics to was her sketches and well, she said for sketching, she's doing medical science. This is um, she said doing skeletons and muscles is helping her out more um, more when she has to do her tests. Hmm. But um, painting, she's like, she that's where she felt she was the weakest. But she was doing great stuff. Nice. She was doing great collages, great sketches. Her fucking sculptures was fucking phenomenal. More technical than anyone else. <laughs> like yes we're not like artists you have and being an artist you have to be good at you know power tools and stuff like that but she's you're playing math and we don't need to tell you the dimensions or anything you just know it right off the bat without a calculator or a pencil I'm not fucking with you yeah. know what you gotta do I'm gonna let you do your work unless you need to tell me you need my help to learn how to mix a color I got you yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that, but it's just, that's where I learned where to get back to the main point that's where I learned like holy shit everyone's parents are the same yeah that long, in one way or another you know, 
for the last 11 minutes <laughs> to get to that point. Ah, uh, but once again, welcome back to the GCR or the Giant Conjurement Robot. Once again, I'm your host Desi. Desi is Dead Robson. My co-host Christian, the Damon Llama, whatever variation we have this time, Victoria. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's Ryder. Sometimes it's Chifa. It depends. Where, where did that come from? Uh, Chifa is a Peruvian Spanish slang for Chinese food. Well, <laughs> like, uh, like if you if you go to, uh, visit like family in in Peru, most of the time they're gonna be like, "Quieres ir a comer Chifa?" Like, because for some reason it's like always when we go out as a family, mm-hmm. it's like let's go out and go have Chinese food. Now, not to sound, no, fuck it. Is there actual, like, really good Chinese food? That and is it like being in the hood? You have Asian people at the counter taking the money, but all the Mexicans in the back cooking. No, it's like going to Hacienda, uh, Hacienda Heights. It's like going to Monterey Park. Like, they got their own communities out there and stuff. It's like, no, they got good places to go get really, really good uh, Chinese food. Okay. And on top of that, Peruvian Peruvian cuisine is actually a lot... It's really close to a lot of different Asian styles of cooking. Okay, so... so like, per- huh? I was going to say, so, like, um... God damn it. It's, that, it's the savory pancake, um... Tokoyaki... Oh, takoyaki kind of stuff. Yeah, so something, yeah. Like, something like that, similar to that. Yeah, kind of. Well, they 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 do stuff like that, but when I mean like it's similar, I don't mean like they have similar dishes. I mean the ways that they cook things and like the 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 styles of preparation are very very similar. So the food ends up having like similar similar textures and similar flavors, but presented in different ways. Okay. It's and actually like I, I'm not sure if it's if that's the case for like 2018 through 2020 but i know um for like five years straight peru as a country on a national like uh, competitive level was actually winning first place in um like uh best cuisine in like best cuisine contests like in national national contests i'm not sure exactly which ones i gotta remember but i know for a lot of them um peruvian cuisine was beating out a lot of the french cuisine it was like a point of pride for Peru for a good little while. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's the case now. I haven't looked it up. But I know that was very true for like five years straight. Okay. Um, right quick. Um, so we was asked, are we going to talk about... Uh, I am not going to be butcher the, um, the young um, young woman's... Uh, Vanessa, specialist Vanessa Galen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got her last name right, right? I, I I got some distortion on the last name. Oh, so we're gonna do me like that? We're gonna do the we're gonna we're gonna say I got distorted. I said Galen. Uh, I hold on. I need to look at the spelling again. Exactly. I. <laughs> oh, it would be um. Most likely, it would be Guillen. Guillen. All right. So I was off. I said it the white person. White person's name. White, not right. White. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I butchered that. All right, to be, <laughs> let, me, let me keep it 100 with everyone. We've, right. Since this pandemic started, obviously, racial issues has always been there. 
Right. They didn't go anywhere. They didn't stop. It's always been here. Now, hearing about this young woman's, um, I was ne- I. Actually, let me paint this picture. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull a Neil Druckmann, more him on later, put inserting myself onto what happened to her and Breonna Taylor. Right. I will say this. I did at one time when it be in the military. Until I was told how black people is treated. Mm-hmm. And then my way of thinking, if I'm treated, if I'll be treated horribly, I'm pretty sure my Mexican brethren will be treated just as the same. Yeah, it's a very um, racially charged and very um, hormonally charged environment based yeah. off of based off of the experiences that have been shared with me from people that I know who have personally been in the military. So, I haven't been, but I can only I can only know what I've been told. Yeah, and knowing full um, now, this has been charging like a couple of weeks. We found out um, someone who's still currently active within the military was trying to get white supremacists to help him attack Black Lives Matter protesters. Right. And that's one. Two. Finding out that this young woman, I'm not gonna. What horrifically happened to her? Right. My two fellow soldiers, one black, one white, and we're gonna, and I'm gonna make note. He was black, and he killed himself. You know what? And what the conversation we had before we record? I have no remorse for anyone who does anything horrific to another human being. Yeah. The military should go full. Okay, the guy's dead. All right, fine. Discharge. Just, discredit that motherfucker at, at the very least like come on and then put that woman in the I'm pretty sure Guantanamo is still active throw her happy ass in Guantanamo mm-hmm. and the mother of this of this young woman don't put your kids in military you said you're not you don't want you barring them from doing it I'm pretty sure they're, they're smart thinking teens they're not going to do it after what happened to their older sister that's just horrific. And that's what I'm going to say on that matter. No mm-hmm. no woman should, should ever have to go through that. And Breonna Taylor, her, she better be fucking trending again. Because I said, happy arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor day. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, And I'm taking on Schwarzenegger's approach on this one. I'm not letting go the injustices of what's going on with everyone that's going on in the U.S. So... yeah. I'm not, and and also this goes towards what um, another person said. Independence Day is not for blacks and Mexicans, or Asians. It really isn't. It's for the white people, well, British immigrants, who wanted independence from the queen or the king at the time. Yeah, it's like okay, America, quote unquote, was freed in 1776, but um, slaves were not until like 1885. So it's like. And the Civil Rights Act wasn't until 1964. Hold on, I wanna I wanna make sure I get my date right. Uh, hold on, I, I don't want to put the wrong date out there. I know it was Juneteenth, so it was, it was June 19th, where slaves were no longer was finally emancipated. But I'm, we, I'm we, sorry, 18. It was later, 1865. Okay. Or earlier, I said 85. I think. 
and then civil rights move the civil rights act was what 1961 civil rights act was yeah <laughs> think about it 64. a century later so i was right 64 yeah the year my fucking father was born that's 50 years ago he yeah been, uh, he would have been 50, coming this coming up this year he would have been 58 it's 1964. Actually, wow, yeah, it's it was enacted a couple months before both of my parents were born. Or no, before my before my dad was born. And my so, mom. Was, before my mom was born. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. That's this is why we don't want to talk about it. We derail we derail the podcast. Yeah, we do. We do. But moving on, point is, yes, the, the those are horrible acts and um yeah. And not to it's... mention what happened to um, people in Seattle recently. And then all these dumb motherfuckers who won't wear a fucking mask and using your God, not not our God, but what they feel is who their God is. Even though he's, there's, he's just as a feminine imagination. You know how many people are at my work that I see that walk up to each other and specifically take off their mask to talk to each other. Like, they're wearing their mask while they're walking around, and then they'll walk up to each other, like, a foot apart, and then take off their mask specifically while they're talking. I don't... You know, I'm not gonna use the term, because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a... It's a term I don't like using because I have a brother who's autistic, but I just say this, they're fucking stupid. Really dumb people. Yeah, really <laughs> cunts. Like, they're fucking cunts. There you go. There you go. That that one's still better. <laughs> if you don't wear a mask, you're a fucking cunt. And I hope Gavin Newsom gets the shit passed. If you don't wear a mask, and that's why I'm... And you know what? On the thing of masks, I had little to no money all through May and June. Masks everywhere. Little to, little to no money. I see masks for sale everywhere. As soon as July 1st hits, guess what? I don't see no mask being put on sale. Yep. Motherfucker, I need a mask. I'm not going to travel to Hollywood anytime soon, but the mayor of Hollywood said, if you don't have a mask on in public, we'll charge you $300. Yep, 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 yep. And I think that should be, or I think that should have already been the case from the freaking beginning. Spain did it, Italy did it, and, uh, and look at how their numbers now. They put fines, and it's like, yeah, it sucked for a little while, but guess what? They needed to do it so that way the numbers could get controlled. And look at what we did. Everybody has their personal freedom. It's like, you know what? You talk about personal freedom and then you don't want to bring up shit like, you know what? I'm not even going to. Yeah, okay. I'm already there. Like, you talk about personal freedom and then yet you're, it's like the same freaking people that block abortion clinics and shit like that. It's my personal choice. It's like, okay, now you care about your personal choice about a fucking piece of paper or fucking cloth in front of your mouth but you want to put yourself in every other person's like freaking uterus like shut the fuck up man that's my rant sorry (laughs) it's just fucking stupid ass things it's like people right now you see so many like contradictions in like the fact that nobody stands for their own thing whatsoever anymore even the same people that are like complaining because look at all this stuff about how how many people were talking about like NRA rights and holding their guns and it's like we need our guns in case the government decides to ever you know invade us and oppress us and all of this shit and then look at Koreatown not a fucking month ago with all the National Guard here 
thousands of soldiers, quote unquote, helping the police protect people, even though they're literally just shooting them with rubber bullets. Where were all the fucking NRA people that were saying, hey, the thing that I wanted my guns for, quote, that I was claiming I wanted my guns for, oh yeah, no, I'm not going to do anything. I'm standing here. And then you have these freaking people in, in whatever, those two white ass like people that were pointing AR-15s and pistols at people on their front lawn that were just walking by in a peaceful protest and nothing happened to them. Yet, remember freaking Tamir Rice that got shot because he had a water gun? Like, what the fuck is this backwards, upside-down-ass times that we're in right now? Like, everybody's just claiming all of this shit, and yet you see the contradictions every which way, every day. Like, what the hell? Like, it's like it's like it's out there to make you feel like you're the one that's crazy, when in reality it's just like, no, I'm just witnessing, like, I'm witnessing the freaking fall of, like, reason or something it's so weird man i don't get it anymore and now the weather <laughs> hot as fuck <laughs> currently right now it's 82 degrees with unhealthy wear, um, air quality what that means because of last night and all their fucking fireworks check the channel 9 news channel 11 channel 7 or cnn and you can see all of california set ablaze with fireworks yep and now, your eight-day forecast. This coming Monday is going to be 87 degrees, 64 at night. Tuesday is going to be a sunny 84. This coming Wednesday is going to be a cloudy 78 degrees. And this Thursday, is for the week of July 6th, by the way. Yep. And also, Thursday is going to be a nice cloudy, but 80. So the humidity is going to be out the ass on that one. Friday is going to be a sunny 85. Saturday is going to be a sunny 84. Su next Sunday is going to be 87 degrees. While it's going to be 69 degrees at night. Then the That's right, folks. <laughs> and then that following Monday is going to be 82 in the um, afternoon. A sunny 82. And it's going to be 66 that night. And then Tuesday is going to be an 80 that, um, that whole afternoon. And 66 at night. Looking at tonight's forecast... <clears throat> we're looking at a high the high will be 85 while tonight is going to be clear with the low 64 the sunrise is started at 5:48 a.m while the sunset today is going to be 807 the humidity is at 40 percent while we have a 10 percent chance of rain 10 percent chance of rain Interesting, interesting. So yeah, in summary, it's gonna be a scorcher out there. so remember people, if you're going outside next week, don't stay home. And let's put it in Celsius. It's 28 out there, folks. Holy shit. <laughs> Change the metric six, some motherfuckers. Dude, metric is so nice. I was just talking about metric last night with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I was, I, was, I was talking about, like, all the 3D printing and, like, the laser cutting and everything I've been doing. And it's just all of these machines and everything that I have for, for this stuff all operate in metric. And I'm so happy about it. Because it makes everything so much easier. <laughs> like, I know, uh, I know for you, it, what, what um, where you work at, it may, it'll make it more easier. But for me, uh, yeah, I don't have to worry about it yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, I, I, I don't even apply math when I have to like buy jars of paint or something like that. I eyeball <laughs> it. <laughs> Eyeballing's fun. See, when you're an artist. Uh, I'll say this. Let me preface. When you're an artist, you don't really have to worry about it. Well, mm -hmm. 
I specifically don't have to really worry about it because De- it depends on your medium. Yeah, it de- not, not that it depends on the medium. It depends on what are you doing. True. That's where it really, to me, that's really ultimate boils down. What are you doing? Are you working on a wall mural? Are you working on a seventy-two by seventy-two inch canvas, which is pretty large if you're going that big? Um, are you working on hell? On the wall, on the street, uh, on sidewalk? Are you um, twelve by twelve? Hell, is it paper? Shit. By that point, you should know what the fuck you about to use. Mm-hmm. But. Nah. Um. I should be. I. I shouldn't be shocked. About. I was gonna ask you, what were you three D printing, but I saw you bought a laser engraver. <laughs> yeah. Because we're 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 about the. There's two news articles, um, that I do want to talk about. But okay. We'll get to those at the end because we didn't get a chance to talk about in the last episode. And we didn't get a chance to talk about it on the Night Out Show, which you can currently check out right now on the Spotify feed, um, KDHR Spotify feed, the Night Out Show. Or you go to KDHR.net, KDHR, I think it's KDHR Radio, KDHR, KDHR.net, I'll we'll just keep that right there. It would be KDHR because the R in KDHR is radio, right? Mm-hmm. KDHR.net, <laughs> check out our past broadcast. Um, Harry Potter, the video game. Yes. Twitch streamers are being hit with DMCA copyright claims on old videos that they have um, copyright claims for past clips with Twitch are recommending them to remove. And this one is like a piggyback on to Nessa Gellin and Beyond the Taylor. Laura Bailey is getting death threats over The Last of Us 2. Yes, I saw that. Oh my god, that's so bad, man. Um, Lady was supposed to be on this episode, but um, she partied a little bit too hard on the fucking <laughs> line. <laughs> I was wondering. I wasn't gonna ask, but I was wondering. And I'm, uh, I'm that here's the, that way. Let me take that back. That's my own assumption. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's gonna listen to this episode when it's, when it's posted. Well, hey, I mean, still, call her out because she was supposed to be here. What's going on? Come on. <laughs> out for you, I'll calm down. You don't really know her. I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being fun. Or at least I'm trying to be. Um, for me. Lady, I hope you did your homework. I told you, Justice League Dark. That's all I'm going to say. Do your homework. Justice League Dark is your homework. Not Justice League Light. Not Justice League Zero. I don't need a piggybacker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what is up with this laser print? Your 3D printing is is now exponentially getting bigger. Oh yeah, it's like little by little the projects are starting to get bigger and bigger, and I'm happy about it. <laughs> and what is this next current project? So as as you saw on my uh, on my Instagram, and if anybody wants to check that out, uh, check out Damon Lama Writer at Instagram. Um, basically, I was testing out the laser cutter for the first time, and what I want to use it for is I want to actually experiment with how it cuts acrylic, because uh, I want to 
I learned something the other day. I've been trying to 3D print my own dice for D&D. And I, I've really been admiring, like, all these different, like, dice makers and stuff on Twitter. Like, I started going down, like, a Twitter, like, hole of just comp- of different, like, custom dice makers. And I'm I'm trying to make it on my 3D printer, but what I'm learning is even with that quality, it's still really difficult to get, like, tight lines and like the precision that I want on the on the number facing and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I I got this three the laser cutter for a different reason, but I want to test it out to see if I can get it to cut correctly on the same acrylic that I print with. That way I can instead of trying to print the details directly on the dice while it's printing, I can just print out blank die which would take a lot less time and it would be a lot more precise of the die because otherwise I get a lot of uh, defects when I try to carve into it normally. I'll print them out blank and then uh, I can cut the designs onto them directly through the laser. And potentially with that, depending on the size, I could also get a lot more detail with that rather than printing it on the die. Okay. So this is pretty much from either for personal um, D&D games or which we have been teasing for like yes. the last few months, our D and D campaign coming up, and we actually may have a fourth. <laughs> How many people we gonna have on this damn thing? Uh, that's the last one. That one was a last minute addition, but it's it's still a possibility. And on top of that, uh, she's she's in my D and D game right now that I'm playing um, personally, mm-hmm. and uh, I would probably have her more of as a guest character. Like she'll like she'll pop in every so often, but um, potentially somebody to help you guys out. Like if there's like a a bigger encounter that I want to make for you guys that you might not necessarily be able to handle on your own, but she is like a lot more veteran at this point. Okay. So I want to use her sparingly, but powerfully. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I was gonna say by this point, where that Michael Scott mean? Where they is they use D and D for it. I love D and D. I just never played it. Yeah, it's like I love D and D. I sure hope I get to play it someday. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that one too. Like, no, no, but we're almost we're almost ready. We're honestly almost ready. I cannot stress that enough. Hey, I cannot stress that. Enough. My shit has been ready. I'm waiting for all these other people. You keep on adding on. Well, okay. You want you you want me to call out the person we're really waiting for? I would. I know who I. I got a good indicator who it is, and I know for sure she's not gonna listen to this episode. Exactly. So yeah, it, Jenny, we're waiting on fucking Jenny. Yeah. That's why <laughs> I figured. That's honestly the only fucking reason. Otherwise, I would already roll your character. We can still roll your character, by the way. But like, that's the main reason. I'm just waiting for her to come up with their character, so that way I can be like, okay, this is your character. We'll start out. You know what? On the off chance you listen to this, Jenny, you know I love you. You know I care about you. You know I'll give you a bear hug. But that bear hug gonna turn to a chokehold if you don't hurry up! <laughs> I mean, if she listens to this, I'm gonna literally say right now, Jenny, hurry the fuck up. I've been telling you already, and you keep saying you're gonna write it, and you're not writing it, so write it. I don't need much. You know what? Crowd killing people is looking mighty fine right now. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I will fucking do it. I will. I will say, I'm a roll a dice for mischievous. I'm a roll a ten for mischievous. And if it okay, rolls hold on. High, 
What do you want to do? I'm going to pull out a fucking dynamite and run. All right, so where where are you running, and what are you throwing the dynamite at? I'm running ahead. No, 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 no. On the off chance <laughs> something might fuck me, and we already passed something that's not going to kill us, I'm running back. And then I, if the dice say I can return to the party, I will roll oh. to return to the party. That's do you I'm have a die on you? Do you have a die on you right now? Because I'd love for you to roll perception. No, because you took all the dice. You took all the dice. You took the setback. Oh shit, that's right. Okay, so on D and D Beyond, there are uh, automated dice rollers on D and D Beyond now. I will give you a, a set of dice. Um, I gotta go drop you off a set of dice. I just realized that. But I, other yeah, than that, there are many fault. ways for you to roll. But also, it was my fault. You said pick a set for yourself. I wasn't thinking, and I gave you back the box. True. And I true. didn't think about it till right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll I'll give you a set anyways. But um, but at when we do start, um, when we make your character on D and D Beyond, um, the, it's actually really. Oh, okay. So, have you logged into D and D Beyond since then? Nah. Okay. So now there's an updated feature where on your skill checks, like wherever it shows like a plus for your skill stuff, mm -hmm. um, if you click on it, it will automatically roll a dice for you on the sheet digitally and then give you the number. And you can program it to even say like, oh, I want to roll this many or you know, however, whatever the situation calls for, it'll do it. And if you do it by clicking on your modifier. It will roll it and then also automatically add the modifier and give you the total number. Okay. So it, it, it's all automated digitally there now. So it's a lot easier for people like who don't have a dice set. But um, so that's totally valid for, for what we're going to be doing, you know, distanced anyways. Okay. But, um, but I'll go ahead and, and see when I can go and drop you off a set of dice outside your house or something. Yeah. And... But there, there are solutions for this. Hurry up, Jenny. There's our solution. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to send her this episode. There you go. I was already thinking I was going to tell her to listen to this episode specifically. No, better yet, I'm going <laughs> to clip out. I'm going to do something I never do. I'm going to clip out this portion. Okay. And I'm going to specifically edit it for her. Perfect. <laughs> I say, I love That's you. awesome. I love you, Jenny. But come on. By this point... I'll just kill myself and not play anymore. <laughs> like, I'm he, we're, we are gathered here today to remember Desmond's rogue. Uh, he died before he was born. <laughs> died of impatience. That's what he died of. <laughs> um, oh man, I, I, for a minute I almost had to, um, had to stop this episode right quick. My brother is bugging for food. Y'all getting all you're getting all the flavor today, people. You're getting, uh, you're getting the full quarantine experience today. I know, because by this point, I'm just like, because this is early on in the um, uh, during the quarantine, we was already losing our fucking mind. Right. And and it's now even fucking worse. Like, I shaved off my beard. If y'all have not followed. It it looks good though. It does look good. But there's a downside. I don't have no shaving cream or shaving butter. And a razor to keep it maintained. So, I didn't you need shaving cream. You don't just wet your face with water and wet the razor with water, and that's it. I don't have. I have sensitive skin, so no, I'm not doing that. Oh, okay, that's different. And on top of that, like I said, I didn't have the mental foresight 
to buy shaving butter, which is supposed to be better for my skin, mm-hmm. and a razor. So that's my own hubris of going fucking loony in the boony, <laughs> preparing for the, the ultimate Wait, table. If you don't got a razor, how'd you shave your beard? Clippers. Uh, <laughs> you clippered your face. You're mowing the lawn. <laughs> but I came out smooth. Nice. Okay. Okay. I mean, hey, if it works, it works. I'm. I'm just saying, just because of the visual, it looks funny in my head. But, but then totally I'm, valid. But then totally on top valid. Of that, my uh, skin is itching like fuck. Uh, so maybe it did pull on some hairs and shit weird and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that fucked me. I really don't have the same issues whatsoever, man. I shave like once every couple of months because <laughs> this shit don't grow as much as I want it to. It, it really doesn't grow that much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then it's hot. We got the fan going, so if you hear extra sounds in the back, sorry, it's too fucking. Well, hot. as yes, uh, Desmond gave the forecast for his area. In my area, it is actually currently ninety-one degrees. Mm-hmm. And New York what? is also a cool eighty. <sighs> Lucky bastards. <laughs> I'm pretty sure some of the other bureaus, like the Bronx, is probably hot as fuck. Probably. So. If you're from New York, what up? Got my boy Jeff out there. I forgot the name of the tattoo parlor he works at. I was about to give him a shout out. So if I ever go to New York, I can get a free tat. I'm <laughs> shout out to Jeff in New York, wherever your tattoo parlor is, man. Jeff Oscar is his name. He's, he's, he's cool peeps. There you um, go. He has my Dragon Age collection um, on the 360. And I told oh, him, wait a minute. Is it the ninth yet? I forgot I gotta buy Dragon Age and stuff on Steam. Oh, yeah. Gotta hurry up. I told my friend his, um... You know what? No. Because I'm friends with his, um, his ex. <laughs> and I don't want, like, that, that... I made a threat about jumping on a plane and breaking something they love. Because <laughs> I gave my copy of Dragon Age 1 and 2 Origins Awakening and 2 to him because his games were broken and I have said if I find out these games are broken I will get on a plane and break something they love mm-hmm. it's like wow that's a that's a nice uh, something you love you got there it'd be a shame if somebody would break it I know. I, I will be a bound. I will be a enforcer real quick. <laughs> I will. I will legit. No, I was gonna use a hockey term. No, I actually technically did. Enforcer is a hockey term. Yes, I'm black and I and I watch hockey. It's shocking, but I'm not um, Cuba Gooding Jr. crazy though. No, 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 no. no. I'll tell you that. Uh, that is a connotation. That's not enough for this episode. I'll tell you that. Oh god, do you remember Cuba Gooden Jr. in like Snow Dogs? I actually like Snow Dogs. Like, no, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying do you remember that movie? Like But here's the thing. You know what fuck it, we are on we're on Cuba Gooden Jr. This is this is the crazy This is supposed to be a structured episode. Oh right. Well semi structured to be fair. It's no longer taking semi it's no longer structured. Um <laughs> As soon as I started talking, uh, t- talking about everything that was going on this week, uh, this month, I mean, um, in June alone, <sighs> we got derailed. Oh yeah, real bad. All right, Cuba Gooding Jr. 
he's in trouble especially when um whenever this pandemic goes um goes and let's just say because of the pandemic he's not in prison right now he's not he has done a lot of sexual misconduct <laughs> from michael j white himself spawn himself has said Huberta Jr. is the type of crazy black man you do not want to be friends with, even though he's friends with them. And he said they went to a party and he instantly Cuba instantly got butt asshole naked. For no reason. What? Yeah. Is that real? That's real. Michael Jai White said it himself. I'm more scared of Michael Jai White than I would be Cuba Good. Not anymore after that. <laughs> Like, can you imagine going to a club with somebody? Like, imagine going, imagine meeting and liking somebody from the tutoring center, right? And being like, okay, this dude's cool. Okay, he's like, he's kind of manic, but he's cool. And then you go out to go eat with him, or you go out somewhere, and just out of nowhere, they just get butt, butt ass, like, holy, whole ass naked. Like, that would be pretty weird as fuck. <laughs> nah, <I'll... laughs> we don't work with them no more. Um, Eric? What's that, what was his name? Are you are you calling somebody out right now? Is from, that the, from the tutors in there? Eric? Was it Eric? I don't know. What what are you about to say? <laughs> I'm trying to. I forgot. I legit. Kurt. There we go. Oh, okay. You remember Kurt, right? I think so. Yeah. All right. So that um that movie, the barbecue movie day that had Carol, Kurt, Jenny. Um. Oh fuck! I hope she he does not listen to. Uh, this episode, um, <laughs> Jenny's ex. Oh, um, uh, oh my god, oh my god, Omar. There we go. Oh, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was like, like, how am I forgetting his fucking name? Omar, my dude, my, my, my apologies. We barely, what up, Omar? <laughs> we barely, barely talk. This is the episode, man. This is the episode. We're like outing ourselves a lot on this episode. <laughs> This is the show. Hashtag this is the show, y'all. Yeah. Um, but Ryan was there. Freddie Link was there. So we're kicking back watching movies. My friend Mauricio was there. So we all watch a movie. We all getting drunk. Mm-hmm. This is, this is where Carol ate two, um, two trays of ribs. Oh, you never mentioned she was drunk when she did that. Oh, no, no, no. She wasn't drunk. She was oh, okay, never hungry. Mind. Oh, never mind, never mind. Okay, yeah, still, she completely ate everything. Um, <laughs> Kurt, though, he was like, we're on spring break. I'm getting nice and loused. And he was a drunk. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about everyone was... N- we was feeling Ryan, as usual. But right. He, he pulled the, uh, the, what's, the gym. You meet everybody, you mingle for a bit, and you make your exit. Oh, yeah. He's like, what is it? On uh, on New Year's Eve, I was home by nine. Mm-hmm. So he's the... Ryan is the gem in our group. Oh, okay. So, like, always, like, there to say hi and be like, all right, I was here, and then leave. Yeah. I participated. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Everybody was... We was nice. I was nice and chill. We also brought wine. Freddie brought the drinks. We brought drinks. He was Ryan was lit. I mean, not Ryan. Uh, Kurt was lit. I'm talking about so lit 
they he slept in his car in front of my house. I thought you were gonna say he got like butt ass naked in your uh, house no. or something. He would have got, <laughs> got his ass whooped. <laughs> I was wondering because I'm like, how does this connect? Okay, yeah, he slept in his car. Yeah, that's still pretty crazy, but it's like <laughs> Carol was was about to sleep. Like, she was sleeping on the couch. I was like, Carol, you good? She's like. I had a great time, brother. I was like, alright, sis, let me get you a blanket. See, you're nice. At least you gave him a blanket. Shit, yeah, I've been to like. He slept in the car. I let Carol sleep on the couch. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, you got her a blanket, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying. That's nice. Like, shit, I've been at my own family's houses where it's like we've gone to sleep or like we passed out or whatever, and I wake up in the same exact spot. Like, no blanket, no nothing, and then they're like, oh shit, I forgot to, like, offer you a blanket or something, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm just freezing my ass off, it's all good. See, like, I was just hugging a pillow, like... Why do you think it's called the Night Owl Show? Because I'm a night owl. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep until, like, it's, like, 4 a.m. Yeah. Till it was, like, around, by this point, I remember, it was, like, 3. Then, he was sober enough to, to take her home. Mm. But then he fell asleep before <laughs> Nice. Uh, I'm not uh, shit out. This is just this is just adventures that it has happened. Yeah, no, dude. I, there was there was once. I think I'm trying to remember if it was Fourth of July or if it was Halloween. I think it was Halloween. Like I was at my my family's house, and we normally try to like most of the cousins were all the same age, more or less, and we all end up just drinking and shit during holidays <laughs> and get fucked up and staying at my cousin's house. And I think it was one October, most likely, that we were all watching watching scary movies and shit, getting drunk. And at a certain point, I think the next day, we're just like, oh, shit, where, where's where's Andrew? Like, fuck, where's Andrew? Like, we couldn't find my, my cousin anywhere. And then, like, we went outside and we're like, did he, did he, like, go for a walk or something? Like, to walk off, like, the drink? I don't know what, what's going on. And, uh, and his sister, my cousin, she's like, oh, hey, let's go, let's go to the, let's go drive around and look for him. And we walk up to the truck and we get in the truck and we realize the, the truck has a camper shell so we realize that we hear snoring and we can fucking hear Andrew sleeping in the back of the truck underneath in the camper shell like with blankets and shit and we're just like why the hell are you out here man and it turns out like he did it for a very like courteous reason because it's like he, he kind of lost uh, he, he lost his constitution mm. So he was spewing, and uh, and and he was like, you know what? I don't want to spew in the house, especially since like all the fa- the rest of the family is still inside, <laughs> like because everybody had gone to sleep. It was just like all the cousins that stayed up, yeah. you know. See, <laughs> and he's like, I'm just gonna sleep in the car and t- and puke in here. He was being respectful. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, all right, I can respect that. I mean, it sucks, but hey, I mean, at least you slept over here and puked in here instead of on the floor and shit. And <laughs> as long as he didn't pee himself, he's fine. Yeah. yeah, it's all good. But yeah, that that shit was funny. Like finding Andrew in the fucking back of the truck. And I know y'all wondering, y'all talking about other people's drunk adventures. What about you guys? Y'all I'll, oh, I'll tell I'll tell some embarrassing ones. I'm fine. You can. I'm not. Uh you're not. No. <laughs> I'll tell. I'll tell you. Huh? There's other people's drunk adventures I remember, and they're funny. No. But they have uh, evidence on my black ass, so that's why I'm gonna talk about. It. I can I have some I can tell. I have some that I, I, I don't mind telling. 
great. <laughs> I have people who who have evil intent. Evil intent, I tell you. And they want to say you're fr we're friends. Fuck you. You would have deleted that photo. See, friends. that's that's why I only get drunk around, like, really blitzed, I should say, because I drink around other people. But I only ever get, like, really, really drunk around, like, family members or, like, direct close people that I trust with it. Yeah, this, that's, these are the people I'm talking about. Oh, fuck. It's, Damn. Even, it's these people. You don't, you, look, when you're drunk, you don't trust nobody. All True. right? I don't care how, how close you're, if it's your significant other. I, I won't lie. About, I don't care if you're partners, I don't care if you're married, or you're just trying to figure shit out. You don't get drunk in front of them, not unless they're as just as drunk as you are. Because that means yeah. you both got something on one another. And you know what? That makes that make that bond even more solid. Yeah. It's like, hey, we got to keep each other up because otherwise we're going to tear each other down real quick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I got dirt on you, you got dirt on me. <gasps> we're family. Yep. See, this is why I, I also want to tell one more story about myself, because in case Andrew ever listens to this, I was like, hey, I told one from me, too. Go, go ahead. <laughs> um, there was once also, where... Andrew, I, we're on the 53-minute part of this episode, and I'll also say at the top before we, this episode airs. I'll make it quick. <laughs> um, what is it? Uh, there was once where, again, it, it was like a Thanksgiving or something. Same group of people, different year, whatever. We're all drinking in the garage in my cousin's new house that he had just gotten with his wife. And he had a pool table in the garage. So we're all hanging out there. At a certain point, I actually, I did black out at a certain point. But apparently, the point that I blacked out coincides with something they said they saw, which was really funny. Where at one point, um, apparently my cousins were having a conversation. They're like, I think, I think we should, I think we should like, uh, you know, like have Christians start drinking some water because I don't know where he's at. And apparently, when they when they had said that, right as they turned around, and this was apparently also around the time I blacked out because I didn't remember doing this. They turn around and they see me like sitting on the pool table with the rest of the bottle of vodka in my hand, just fucking chugging the rest of the bottle as they say that. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> They're like, maybe we should switch Christian to water. And they look, and I'm sitting off like six feet away like fucking finishing the vodka and they're just like oh shit whatever and then i guess i guess after that i vaguely do remember it after that like they kept playing pool and they just kept me in the garage with them like keeping an eye on me i guess they had gone out to smoke and when they came back in i was underneath the pool table sleeping <laughs> like i had decided to take a nap under the pool table <laughs> I try to do. I say one. I try to do a mariachi yell, walking from nine oh one to seven <laughs> eleven. I yelled, "Fuck the police!" While the LAPD was in seven eleven, in said seven eleven. Yeah. Yeah. There's those my those are my two. Oh, and I convinced a friend to go um, hook up with the bouncer. Oh, there you go. She got his number. Damn. I was like, do it. There you like, go. I was, like, do it. I was like, do it. I was like, you get, you get free entry. Mm -hmm. While intoxicated. <laughs> the Patron hits. Patron hits. Patron, Patron is dangerous. <laughs> Patron is fun. Fuck dangerous. It's fun. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like there's there's a night that my cousin and I very fondly refer to as um, uh, the night the night we spent with Don Julio. A wild Harley has appeared, yo. Oh, we got a wild, uh, dark, normal type. What would you say if if Harley, your cat, was a Pokemon? What type would you think she'd be? You make an assumption that you think I know what po- um, anything about Pokemon besides watching Detective Pikachu. Well, I'm just saying type. Like, you know, basic fire, grass, water. Like, I would assume you know at least the basics of Pokemon there. Yeah, I know Squirtle, Charizard, and yeah. Pikachu. Okay, never mind. Moving on from the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's a stealth Pokemon? Probably something dark type. There we go. She's a dark type. Cat, all cats are dark type. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck you. Yeah. It's like dark and something else. So I guess, yeah, she would be dark. Well, you almost never see her, like, when she's hiding, right? Like, she hides a lot. I know where she's she's where she's at under my bed. If, if I need to go under my bed, I can see her. So then, theoretically, I could say she's probably, like, a dark ghost type or something. When she wants to get away from you guys, whoever comes up, when y'all come to my house... Mm-hmm. She'll hide, and you won't know she's in. The, you won't know she's in the couch. Yeah, there you go. Or in the windowsill, but I do. <laughs> it's like I know, I know my cat. Yeah, yeah, she's just chilling right here, chilling, chilling. She's the unofficial mascot of uh, GCR. Yeah, I forgot. Well, I love the train of thought ever since she. She's legit hitting me where a fucking tail. She's she really is. Hmm. <laughs> and, I gave, and I just gave her some um, some uh, tuna shrimp mixed. She's looking. She's legit looking her um. <laughs> <laughs> her appetite has been satiated, people. That's all I gotta say. We was doing right. this on video. You, you'll see everything I'm seeing right now. Like she's gonna <laughs> pass. She's gonna pass out soon. Like that's her. That's her pre-pass out meal. Yep. When, when she gets wet food, she she eats. All right, so I don't want nobody being like trying to call anything on my black ass. She eats. It's just wet food. It's it's hard to come by for mm-hmm. some odd reason. But when she eats, she eats. That's right, pup. She eats. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's right, dog. I uh, agree. But um, to travel back to actually, we 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 so far off the rails. Well, that's the whole point of a free-form podcast, isn't it? Technically, it's supposed to be still structured. <laughs> technically, technically. Technically. Well, speaking of that structure, why don't you take us back to one of our news articles that you wanted to talk about? I was going to actually talk about Chroma Squad. Why I love this fucking game! There you go. <laughs> now, the game came out in 2017, technically. 20, uh, like 27, yeah, 2017. Okay. Um, now, there's a lot of shit I did not know. The game is unavailable in several countries, including Japan, and it was formerly made available from Canada only through the Apple Store. Hmm. Like, what? So people can't, you can't fucking play this? Like, wait, there was a game that came out exclusively on the Apple Store? <laughs> um, nah, I know, there's a lot. I'm just making a <laughs> Um, Screwed by um, lawyers. Although Saban approached Behold Studios which is the creator of the Chrono Squad, with royalty negotiations in mind, 
It was later revealed with the announcement of the game's release date that Saban became more open to the idea of the game being more of a homage to Power Rangers and its ilk with the spokesperson for Saban describing it as a flattering tribute to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Hmm. Now... I didn't realize they had anything like... <laughs> I mean, it makes sense why, but anything that they had to legally be with with like Saban. Now, here's the thing, though. You heard, you heard me now... Not all in this podcast talk about Chrome. Well, uh, you heard me talk about Chroma Squad, but not now about in this in depth. Right. Yes, there is connection to Power Rangers. Like, you can see clearly see sprites that look like Bulk and Skull standing oh, on the okay. street corner. Yeah. Um, and I think that's only because when Saban got his greedy ass hands in this shit before Hasbro <clears throat> took over, um, they legit say, Hey, Saban, um, legit wanted his name all over this shit. Hmm. Um, hence why there's no sequel for it. Hence why they started to make it original content. Um, Knights and Galaxies of Pen and Paper Plus One Editions that's out right now on Steam. It's legit. Those two are currently $3.99 on the Steam store. Get those. I'm currently getting ready to, after we recording. After this record, I'm going straight to play Galaxy of Knights and, uh, pen and, um, not Galaxy of Pen and Paper before we I do a stream on Twitch. Oh, nice. Cause I want to give I, I legit when I stream I want to I want to get the variants of the game down packed first before I start playing. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Like there are there are certain streamers that want to show you know like their struggle through the game or whatever, but it's like for for many many people that's not what they want to watch. They want to watch the content with the person already knowing what they're doing. Yeah, and be able to talk about the said game like. Hence why I could talk about Dragon Age. Like, if I legit wanted to do a dedicated Dragon Age stream again, I can do it right off the bat and focus while focusing on the game, giving you lore as I go through it. Mm-hmm. Like, even like stopping in the middle of the game to show different um, stories that are in the game. Like, most people hate the fact that um, Destiny, you get these grimoire cards and you have to go offline. To go on your computer to look at these grimoire cards that's connected to your PlayStation account or Xbox account to learn more about the game. While in Dragon Age, you get these stuff, these codex texts. You pause the game to read the codex, but at least you're still within the fucking game to read the codex and have not to go on the fucking laptop to look for it. Yeah, they made strides towards that. They made strides towards like putting the lore in the game. But um, <laughs> I, I, think I was about to go on to Destiny now. Um, I hey, I did my Destiny rant before the cast. No, I'm just <laughs> but um, there are different um. How can I say this? For Chrome, there, there are, are titles. There, there are titles that you you have used a lot, that you played a lot, that you can talk about at length without having to necessarily focus entirely on the game, because otherwise you get quiet. That's what happens when people play games and they're into it. Yeah, but then I'm tending to be that person who gets quiet. Like, if I have a lot of people... It has been three years since I streamed. Going on four. My stream... my ch- And nobody's not going to get ten... Hell, most people are lucky to, to go out that long. To, to be to be retired that long. And they come back with, like, hundreds of thousands of views. On the right. return stream. Hell... I know I'm probably only getting about like two or three, and probably that one would be you. 
Or, I mean, no lie, yeah. Or and it depends on when you do it too, because if you're talking about today, I'm gonna be in a D and D game today, so that's gonna be a no. Yeah, that's why I'm um, hurry up so you can get yourself prepared for your D and D. But um, or it'd be Freddy on the stream, and he'll be like, he'll have my stream up while he's off doing his own thing, and he'll interject when he needs to, or he'll probably mm-hmm. be like, um, you need to talk here, here, and here. Um, but those are people who I know who will watch, or my friends who who are streamers who will be nice enough to be like, you know what, let me raid Desi because he's, he's returning. And I'll probably get maybe like maybe 15 people looking at my stream and they'll drop off by the time I get to like hour two. Yeah. But as they, I stream long enough that I know I know the ins and outs by this by this point. I don't know how yeah. to set up a fucking overlay through OBS. <laughs> I but that. that's exactly when you want to practice that stuff, when you're doing oh. the practice stream. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, what it would definitely be before this fall, I will return to streaming. By that point, I will already have passed um, Galaxy of Pen and Paper. But Beat Cop will more than likely be the one where I will play without having played it beforehand. Emily's away. Emily is away too. Oh. I we we mentioned the game plan not on this episode but we mentioned the game plan on night out and we're gonna stick mm-hmm. to this one. I'm going to play Emily's Away too. Now I already already I have already played it, but I need Christian to be my backup. Okay. You're gonna have a whiteboard or a pen and paper. You're gonna make note of my choices. Yes, yes. I'll basically be taking screenshots more than anything. I'm going to get a good ending. Now, I've seen the percentages of people getting good endings, and it's fucking low. By God in 2020, this man right here is going to do a three out, three and a half hour stream, and I'm going to get a good ending to Emily's Way 2. I'm currently watching Kind of Funny right now. Well, it's on pause. And now it's on pause. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was going to say it. <laughs> Um, no, I was not. I had done that once. Watch TV while streaming before. That's a bad idea, I think, honestly. It, it went, the episode went through. Nobody was none the wiser until now they know. Ah. Um, but I'm, I'm currently watching them play, and I see all the faults that they're making. Mm-hmm. And I see other streamers play it, and I see all the faults that they're making. Now, there is a majority of streamers right now who played it, and they had good endings. And I'll, here's a tip. To get a good ending, you need to focus on one person. And you need to tell the truth. Through the whole, the truth shall set you free. Through the whole entire thing. Damn, no wonder you didn't get it. Now here's the thing. <laughs> I told the truth with one. Told a half truth with the other. So when you get to the end, the, this is also a spoiler, people. So when you get to the senior year, let's say you're going for the punk rocker, while Emily is just your friend, friend. Mm-hmm. You go towards the end of the game. Your punk, the punk rocker who you're now focusing on, is had just became friends with Emily. Emily, your girl, your now girlfriend is telling Emily, em, Emily, everything about you. And she's like, oh, that is my friend, too. This is what I know about them. 
mm-hmm. and your girlfriend's gonna message you asking you about X, Y, and Z, and you looking at all the choices that you made, and you like, fuck, I fucked up here, here, and here, and then she'll start making up, talking about things that you, they should have never done together, which will go back at the start of the game and the midpoint of the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I know what the fucking developer is doing now. So by you focusing on both, you're technically, you're, you're no longer thinking about the person who you want to be with. And, and here's the thing, though. If you've been in this kind of situation in high school, which I technically haven't, because I kept to myself, and I was opinionated, and people who don't like hearing the truth bombs, <laughs> I will say this. One person called me a little boy. I'm not a man. I was like, I snapped and said, "Everyone here on this campus are fucking little boys." Not, not, not in that in that fucking phrase. That it could right, be right. Mr. Screw, screwed as all the fucking high schools are fucking little boys, but they're not. And, I mean, let me get away from that. <laughs> in the words of Archer, phrasing, phrasing. I'll just say That's this. Okay. I, I stood up and said, everyone here are not men. All right? And I'm, I'm like, let's just say I got detention for the rest of the semester, my senior year of high school. <laughs> what? Des, really? I said, what, what I said hurt so bad. I, it was directly to her, not everyone else. I said what I said about the other men on the campus. Uh huh. What I said to her, and I remember, and I remember, I remember almost everything I ever said. But this one was so mean. That was the reason why I had detention for the rest of my senior year. Oh really? Yeah. It was to the point, and she cried. Oh. Straight to the principal, not to the secretary, not to the assistant principal, straight to the principal. Because when you over eighteen, they made a new law. In 2004, they made a law. You over the age of 18, you do anything, you're deemed an adult. Mm-hmm. I'm 18, about to be 19 that following summer. So, <laughs> she went straight to the principal. And I remember the principal said, I vouch for you at the school board for you to stay. Mm-hmm. And you pull this. In your final three months of the semester, you do this. <laughs> you have detention for the rest of the semester. I already told your parents. First of all, fuck. <laughs> yeah. He said parents, so which means he called my pops while he was at work. Yeah. He called my mom while she was with my grandmother, so which meant my grandmother was going to enact. My grandmother said this to me at, at the age of 12 when I got in trouble for fighting. At Bunch Middle School, Ralph J. Bunch Middle School here in Compton. She said, When I'm fully rested, calm, I'm going to beat your ass. Oh, crap. I'm now 18 years old. My mother and grandmother, here's what I've done. They figure I spent two years in the hospital, in and out of the hospital, in wheelchairs, out of wheelchairs. I should be fine. I should not I should not be 
picking any fights. I should not be making people cry. I should be calm, normal teenager. No. I became a cynical, tell the truth when it needs to be told <laughs> teenager. And I knew words hurt more than physical altercations. <laughs> I knew that. And here's the thing. And women know. Words hurt more. Yes, physical hurts. But when someone hits you, you're man or woman, they hit you to your core. Uh-huh. You're going to cry. Right. And I did that. And let's just say, I now know to this day, women restrooms are worse than men restrooms. God damn it. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. I'm saying it right now on this podcast. I had to clean bathrooms. Alright? And every all you high school students out there, you listen to this, you're nasty. <laughs> you're fucking nasty. Now, I'll say this. Women restrooms only are they nasty because you're changing your um, your feminine hygiene um, when you're on your when women are on that period. They need to change their pads. <laughs> I understand this. But it's fucking nasty when you don't put in the fucking trash can. And you yeah. expect other people to clean it. And then, what the fuck is up with us dudes flinging shit on walls? I don't... I've never got that. I'm like, what are we freaking, like, apes? Like, what is this? Why is there crap on the wall? What the fuck? And do your parents even teach them to flush the fucking toilet? Yes, we took a turn from Chroma Squad to here. But here... Look, I learned you, you, all you, all us janitors, should be, janitors and teachers should be paid more than they've been paid now. That's for sure. They deal with a lot of shit, literally. For janitors, that's legit, literally. Yeah. Blood and shit and piss. What the fuck? <laughs> that's why Where I have... And this is why I was I'm friends with more of the school police and janitors. Like if I legit walk up to my old high school and they see me, they go like, I, it would be like I never left, even though I'm 35 and I know they still there. They're gonna be like, hey, like, yeah, I got a little fatter, but I, I am. <laughs> so in review, Chroma Squad is amazing. Hey, let me get back to Chroma Squad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's just funny. It's just honestly funny as shit to me. <laughs> but um, no, it's really is a, it really is a fun game. Despite Hamish Saban being what he, what we already know, he is very, he's a greedy motherfucker. Why do you think he right. sold has um, Power Rangers the Hasbro so much? But still, he has some say about Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, that motherfucker. Like, yes, we can thank him for having like Power Rangers here in the U.S. From the the Super Sentai series, but you look at the Super Sentai series, like all the way from the eighties to now. Well, technically late seventies to now, mm-hmm. that's still technically going. To, well, because of the pandemic, not right now, but everything that was going up until the pandemic, right? A thousand times better than our U.S. stuff. Yeah, like they have actual fucking like characters have actual relationships with one another. They they're battle like Rangers die. There's like impact. There's act like there's there's a much more complex story than what we were presented in the original format. Like, 
only in the history of Power Rangers, technically only one Power Ranger died, and that's the Pink Ranger from Lost Galaxy. Yeah. Technically, only one died. I remember that. I'm like, kids need to learn about death. Like, hence why when I said about spoilers on TMNT, the comic book, Donatello technically did die. But he was put, he was beaten to the point he was put into a coma. His consciousness mm-hmm. was put into a robot. Remember the Mecha Turtle? Oh yeah. They they um they put that within the comic book um the TMT lore, but it's Donatello's consciousness in that mech. Hmm. So when Donatello's body finally healed, they put his consciousness back in his body. So but... he is the Mecha Ranger or the Mecha Ranger, the Mecha Turtle. Yeah, and then the Mecha Turtle still has Donatello's imprint, and he became a villain. Uh, but when Raphael found out Rocksteady and Bebop did what they did to Donnie oh this is the one time now in this Turtles universe Raphael never grew up with Michelangelo Donatello and Leonardo right he grew up with Casey Jones in that one right yeah um, I mean, we did talk about that see you paid attention I'm, I'm paying teacher. attention I'm, I'm learning a, I'm a good teacher, a good teacher. <laughs> um Hence why, and it gives a reason why Donatello, I mean, Leonardo and Raphael has, are budding heads. You mm-hmm. have someone who has not grown up with his actual siblings. It makes more sense than just, like, oh, I hate him because I'm, I, you know, Leonardo always liked him better. Yeah. And I'm like, that makes more fucking And I like the fuck that, um, fact that um, Eastman, uh, Peter Eastman, no, Eastman, no, I'm just going to Eastman. Um, he came, he's the co creator of. Um, TMT is Peter Laird, but I forgot it. It's something Eastman, Kevin Eastman. I think I'll just say Eastman on, on the on the same. Yeah, screen. I think we've I think we've talked about this before, and we both couldn't remember it again. But he came. He's still co-writing the Turtles books with a, a new writer, and I forgot her name. His co-writer, she created the new um, the new um, turtle, um, Janika, Janika. Yeah, she's the she's the one that was a huge Turtles fan that ended up working there, right? Yeah, and w- which that is fucking awesome. When you're a fan of something, and the creator of something's like brings you on to be a writer. He's like, hey, I like you. Yes, let's let's have you write for it. And it's like, you know what? You're gonna take over. Yeah, and it's like whoa. <laughs> I'm like, fucking hell, Kevin Eastman. I'm still <laughs> still in my fucking. Head. I know it's like. <laughs> Like, why do I want to say Clint, but I know it's not Clint? I'm legit picking it. I was right. Kevin Eastman. <laughs> it is Kevin Eastman. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, there Are is she- a, and there is a Turtles reference in Chroma Squad. Oh. Um, that's, and that's why I like this game. It's so That's why, because Chroma Squad ended up getting me talking about Pine Ridge. You guys will be talking about Turtles because this all it, it's all connected. In terms of narrative, um, like we was talking about before the episode was recording, there's three endings. You have the ending where you have a six ranger, who um, that's that's modeled after the Green Ranger saga. There's mm-hmm. one that's um, that's modeled after the Ma- I know him as the Masked Rider, but we we was talking about the Camden Rider. Yeah, um, that's one storyline. Then you got the one called the Galaxy Ranger, and that's like. Holy fucking shit! Like, wh- which storyline do I go? And then, learning on the PC version, there's a fucking extra credit scene that I did not get to on the Switch or the on the PS4 version. 
Yes, I have this game on three different on three different consoles: PC, <laughs> Switch, and the PS4. And I also to defend myself, I have Dragon Age Origins Ultimate Edition here on the PC, mm-hmm. PS3, and the Xbox. All right, when I get on something, I get on it hard, crazy. <laughs> Let me move over to Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, I went off the rails. Um, so there were no rails. How can you go off? <laughs> I'm, it's, it's just this. Yeah. All right. Um, there is a Harry Potter open world RPG Harry Potter game being in active development for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. I want to be a wizard. <laughs> and then it says, from GameSpot. Wait. In comic book resources article by Sam Stone, he says, while the future of the Harry Potter franchise on the big screen is currently on hold due to COVID-19, the fan favorite fantasy world may be coming to the next-gen video games as early as 2021. Now, also, there's an updated report saying it could come out in 2022, depending on the development cycle of it. So that's a little, that's a little bit of update I got. But according to Bloomberg, Warner, Warner Media Video Game subsidiary in um, Warner Brothers Interactive and Avalanche Software are currently developing an open world title that will let players explore Hogwarts and the surrounding area of the school of Hogwarts. The project nice. itself is currently unconfirmed by Warner Media, but it is in active development. Um, details of the video game are similar or under wraps. But including um, w- including whether the game will take place during or after the film or novel during the prequel timeline, um, stated by Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, are kept under wraps. Yeah, like basically not sure if it's going to be in like Harry Potter's time or in what's his name's um, what's his name Newt Scamander I think yeah. Newt Scamander's time. Um, also, it is slated for release late 2021. Hence why is. Um, stated to be um, early 2021. That's why I said 2022. Um, before September, we are expected by Warner Brothers. Um, it's either through EA or we don't know if it's going to be through EA or Microsoft or Sony that's going to give the official announcement later this year or late, um, also later this summer. And also, tag at the end of the article, it's in recent of J.K. Rowling's recent transphobic um, comments they indicated that she has minimal to no involvement in this game's development okay well that's good um, <laughs> like in a way in a way but that's that brings up a really interesting question because it's like obviously you don't want to work with her or give her money because mm-hmm. of stuff like that yeah but she is also the creator and it's like how how I'm just afraid of situations like um, Akira Toriyama and Dragon Ball GT. Okay. Where it's just like the create the the original creators no longer signed onto it, and they want to keep making you know the company basically wants to keep making money. The one that holds the licenses for it, Warner Media in this case. Wait, wait, wait. Like, or wait, is it Warner that that's making it? I'm sorry, I, yeah. I may be Warner Warner Brothers um, inter- Interactive, the same people who made um, Batman Arkham Origins. Arkham Origins. Okay, so Warner Interactive. So in this case, they're the ones that have the the license for the character to be become a video game, right? Yeah. It's like I I'm just concerned at what happens to a franchise when the 
when not only is it that you don't have access to the original writer anymore, but the original writer is no longer attached to the project. Because then, then there tends to be this kind of thing where it's like, okay, they start creating marketable ideas instead of ideas that further the 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 original thing that that drew people to the series. Okay. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's gonna be very interesting to see how they do it. I mean, if they do it correctly, I mean, I, all all power to them. I don't care if J.K. Rowling's attached to it or not. But I mean, with without her there, there's obviously that kind of question of like. What is the content of the game going to be like? I think it's uh, from. I remember seeing a video back in 2019 where you can create a player. So, which means, and they confirm you can create your own, you can create a student. So, which means you can, you're putting yourself in the game. But the one thing that they're doing, and I think this probably why it's going to have a longer development time, they choose which house you get put in. That's exactly what I was going to say. Does that mean that, like, maybe there'll be some sort of, I don't know, question and answer or something where it's, like, your decisions affect which house you get put into? I don't, as much as I know I say I don't like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, I have played Shadows of Mordor, both games. Um, and I have played a little bit of the Lego Harry Potter game. So I think it's probably going to be an algorithm, a choice. Um, you know, that's going to be hard. I would say it, it depends on if they let you be a muggle-born wizard or, uh, um, or, or someone established who's, wizard. Yeah. Like, if they're really going deep deep into the RPG elements of this, it's depending on, like, how Dragon Age, um, or, um, not Dragon Age, or just, not Inquisition either. Dragon Age mm-hmm. 2. If you are a male hawk and... Hell, if you're a, if you're a male hawk but you're a fighter, your brother dies. If you're a male hawk that's a mage, your sister dies. Mm. So I could see if you if you're a muggle-born wizard, but depending on your choices or what you put in your attributes, you can either go to Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Gryffindor. But yeah. if you're a wizard born and also still depending on your choices, Slytherin. Yeah, like that becomes an option to you. Yeah. But I'm I'm wondering like I think it's gonna be after the best after, way to present it. I think it's probably gonna be after the games. I mean after after the movies, after the novels. It's just this own self contained story about this character in this world. I'm wondering I'm wondering if it would almost be better to handle that like like in a Kingdom Hearts way. Where when you you know you answer questions right before you actually start, mm-hmm. and then those decisions kind of like um, kind of affect how your build's gonna be. Like it, it's it wouldn't be the same level of what what um, uh, Kingdom Hearts is because it would have to be a lot more in depth. But may I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think it's out of the question to do some sort of separate like question and answer thing before you even start the game. That way you kind of get that out of the way there. And then um, those choices could theoretically also... I mean, those choices could theoretically... Obviously, I'm not making the game. I don't know what the game's about. But that could also theoretically like affect how your relationships begin to even form with the like the, the significant NPCs that you meet going into the into the world and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's... Like, it might affect char- like dialogue choice and stuff like that, even, yeah. It's just, by this point, it's like more of a wait and see kind of a thing. 
Yeah, yeah. I would like to see that is my that is my projection of what I would like to see. That is not to say what it is whatsoever. Yeah. Um Oh man, it just right now we're living in a world where we're given so much in terms of games like look at Cyberpunk recently. Oh my god, yes. Um just oh my fucking god, the is the the, the level of free reign they've given you as a gamer. But you still have restrictions because they tell you they told you right where bad don't play this game like it's Grand Theft Auto. You could play yeah. it like it's Grand Theft Auto, but you, you really shouldn't. You need to experience it this way. It's not going to be what you think it is. That's for sure. Yep, and and that's the the and Ghost of Tsushima, which is going to be out within a week and a half. Oh my fucking god, that game looks fucking gorgeous, and the level of things you can do technical wise within the game is is uh, like it's going to be hard to choose what's going to be game of the year for this year. Yeah, but this is what I'm gonna. Exp- this is the level of creativity and toy. Like this will get me back into Harry Potter, pretty much. Okay. Like I get to create myself to be a wizard. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing. I I don't really care if I'm a Slytherin or anything else. I I really don't give a fuck about about what school, what house I go to. It's just the fact that can I build my own wand. Can I, I as I know the robe I'm going to get is the house robe, but can I, the one the the things that make Harry Potter that people drive towards like the adventure, the wonderment, the the feeling and people get the feeling already when they go when Universal opens back up when they get to build their own one is on the same level as going to Star Wars. I'm calling it Star Wars Land because I forget Galaxy Edge. There we go. Yeah. When you get to build your own lightsaber, it's the, it's you want that feeling, but in the gaming, like in video games, like yeah. Fallen Order. As much as I bitch about Fallen Order, I still got to build a lightsaber. Yeah, you did. You got to make your own, and you could find pieces and stuff, and yeah. So I got to build my own lightsaber. I want like to have that. Uh-huh. I want that level of detail in a Harry Potter game. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, Skyrim. As much as we have it on every fucking system. You get the four, even if it's pre predetermined, but you got the forge your own weapon. It's definitely the game that that I <laughs> technically you could forge your own version of Skyrim if you're into the mods. Oh yeah, I, I, I see. Like I've seen the mods. I've seen the mods. Um, I've spent hundreds of hours modding Skyrim at this point. I know. Uh, that's why I have not been back on it on the three, Xbox One version because I know if I jump in Skyrim. Every this episode will probably would not be out tomorrow. It will probably be out Friday. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking serious. That's why I'm I haven't been back on Skyrim because Skyrim, it's yes, it's super dated by this point, but it's just something about Skyrim. It, it can be it, the music. It with, overall, it is a game that has had a following for nine years for a very good reason. Yes, but I. With Dragon Age, I can pick out something specifically that makes me love the Dragon Age series. I can pick out specifically why I love Mass Effect. With Skyrim, I I would say it's the freedom of choice. There's something for everybody, honestly. But the thing is, though, it don't have any consequences if you're a villain. Yeah, there, there isn't any story consequences to it. Like, that's the only thing I dislike. And then learn about all the cunt cut content on that game alone I'm like 
I've always felt Skyrim should have been made for the PS4 or for the PlayStation 5 because all that cut content, which means you have a lot of people out here making mods to bring that cut content and you hiring voiceover, like people like us on a podcast, they could probably be like, oh, I like Christian's voice or I like Desi's voice. Let me put him on this cut content um, for Skyrim so we can p- see how it was meant to be played. Yeah. Like that Falkry. Um, Marthal? Yeah. The one I, think that, that. I think Marthal. The one, um, it's near. Fuck. Um, the Blue Palace. It's near that, that town near the Blue Palace. Is it? It's Marthal. Oh, I don't remember the name. Because um, it's the one where. Uh, uh, to, to drive the point, <laughs> um, there is cut content for there where. It's the 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 thing she can read um, the read the future of people. Oh, okay. There's cut content on the mage in that town where everybody wants him out, and there's a lot of cut content on that. But oh the- yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about. Okay, but ESO Online, where you're is over 300 years before Skyrim. There's a temple. That's near Marth. Uh, I'm gonna keep on saying Marthal until I play Skyrim again and realize, oh, it's not Marthal all along. But still, it tells the te- a tale of what happened to that temple that's near that um, that village. You learn what happened to Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Why can't Bethesda do this shit? Like, yeah, it's like, why didn't you put this in the game? Like every time I hear something about Bethesda, things they cut out or things that they do. It makes me if you now it makes if um, Bethesda look like EA. Now, it, more, now does, more now more so what's now more so than ever with um yeah after Fallout seventy six. Yeah, like there's a reason it's it's like being given away and extremely unsafe. Um, but that's why we got games like the Harry Potter game is coming out soon, which we don't know a lot, but hopefully we'll know more. But we got Cyberpunk. Isn't there also? Uh, it may already be out, and I'm just behind on this. But isn't there also like a Harry Potter game that is like, like Pokemon Go, like um, on the phone. like ingress on the phone? Like that's already out, right? Like you're collecting like spells or something in the real world. But that's the phone. That's a phone app. We're talking about right? No, I'm just saying content ones. I would consider that content. You on your phone? That's like Pokemon Go, but for fucking wizards. True. True. <laughs> so that, that doesn't count. I wouldn't count that. I mean, I would I would argue that Pokemon Go is content. And with that, we're going to end this podcast right here. Because I'm getting a text from my younger brother. I want dinner. Got you. Burn your fuck, burn the house down. I don't care. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to go outside. No, no, no. Never mind. I take that back. <laughs> That was our episode for today. Um, well, thank you everybody for listening. Hope you hope you made it this. If you made it this far, thank you. If you made it this far, you might be Jenny. So, <laughs> give us a like. Share. <laughs> yes, on SoundCloud you can like, you can share, download us on Spotify. Tell um, your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your fam. Well, don't tell your family because I don't want to get hit with another chocolate. Yeah. It fucking hurts. Yes, a grown ass man got hit with a chocolate. 
Hey, there's no age limit to getting hit in the face with a chunk line. My grandmother's a testament to that. Yeah, I know. On the next episode, we'll finally talk about the Twitch streams. <laughs> and also, it correlates to why I stopped streaming. Ooh. So, with that, to the next episode. I was I was gonna do the Nate Dog shit. I was gonna do the Nate Dog shit. <laughs>